0: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
1: You can power up your playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario & Friends. You may discover exciting surprises with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Or challenge friends to a race in Mario Kart 8. Deluxe. You can head to Nintendo.com to learn more about the Nintendo Switch system. Games and systems sold separately.
2: Tonight, former President Trump pleads the fifth. As New York State probes his business practices, the 45th president invokes his right not to answer questions. A defiant Trump gives a thumbs up to cameras outside his Manhattan apartment today. And we have new details about the FBI's search of his Florida home. CBS's Robert Costa has the latest on whether these legal cases will impact a potential presidential run in 2024. Is inflation relief in sight? Gas prices fell for the eighth week, but CBS's Carter Evans shows us some costs are still up.
3: But you're still spending more at the grocery store and taking home less.
2: Assassination plot on U.S. soil. The alleged $300,000 murder for hire plan. Iran targeting two top Trump officials. CBS's Catherine Herridge speaks to one of them.
4: That it was potentially an effort either to kidnap me or assassinate me.
2: How will the Biden administration respond? And nationwide teacher shortage. CBS's Elise Preston on what's behind the
5: crisis in America's
2: classrooms.
5: Teachers are burnt out, but at the same time, they want to make a difference in the lives of kids.
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. I'm Margaret Brennan, and for Nora, we begin tonight with the latest news about former President Donald Trump's growing legal troubles. He was set to be questioned under oath today for a civil investigation by the state of New York into alleged fraud by the Trump Organization. In Manhattan, the former president waved today to the crowd on the way to his deposition. He invoked his constitutional right against self-incrimination by pleading the Fifth, refusing to answer questions. All this comes just days after the FBI executed a search warrant on Trump's Florida home looking for documents that could contain classified information. And we are learning more tonight. CBS's Robert Costa starts us off from outside Trump Tower in New York City. Good evening to you, Robert.
4: Good evening, Margaret. A crowd gathered in lower Manhattan earlier today beneath the skyscrapers to witness a moment in American history, a former president being deposed under oath by New York state prosecutors. Trump invoked his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination, a move he had once disparaged. You see, the mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Trump's deposition is the latest chapter in a contentious standoff with New York State Attorney General Letitia James, who is investigating whether Trump's real estate businesses inflated the value of its assets, including his personal Fifth Avenue apartment. In a statement, Trump said he took the fifth because he had to. When your family, your company, become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt. You have no choice. CBS News legal expert and analyst Ricky Kleeman.
6: And any lawyer worth his or her salt would have told Donald Trump that it was essential for him to invoke his Fifth Amendment privilege at that deposition today.
4: The New York attorney general's office said today they will continue to pursue the facts and the law wherever they may lead our investigation continues. This comes as new details emerge about the FBI search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Agents spent nine hours in the residence and searched in an office. There are other Trump-related investigations. A criminal inquiry by the Manhattan district attorney into his businesses there. A Georgia probe into his efforts to overturn the state's 2020 election results. And a federal grand jury hearing witness testimony about Trump's activities related to the 2020 vote. Trump remains popular in the Republican Party. Supporters outside Mar-a-Lago are just one sign of that. The former president is now using the FBI search to raise funds. The former president huddled with Republican allies at his residence in Bedminster, New Jersey last night. They urged him to get into the 2024 presidential race soon. And one attendee from last night's dinner tells CBS News Tonight that top Republicans are preparing for a possible earlier-than-expected announcement by Trump jumping into the 2024 presidential race, fueled by grievance inside the GOP about what has unfolded in recent days. Margaret. Margaret. Robert Costa with the news in Manhattan tonight.
2: Well, back here in Washington, an Iranian national was charged with plotting to assassinate former national security adviser John Bolton, one of Iran's fiercest critics. CBS's Catherine Herridge reports tonight on the extraordinary details.
5: The alleged murder-for-hire plot took shape after this drone strike in Iraq assassinated top Iranian general Qasem Soleimani two years ago. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton quickly tweeted, congratulations to all involved. Iran promised to retaliate. Today, the Department of Justice charged Shahram Pursafi, a member of Iran's Revolutionary Guard, with offering $300,000 to kill Bolton. What did the FBI say about the serious nature of the threat?
4: They were able to confirm that it was potentially an effort either to kidnap me or assassinate me.
5: The FBI says Pursafi, working from Iran, hired operatives to track and then eliminate Bolton, even texting pictures of cash promising payment for the hit but one of Persafi's contacts was an FBI informant. Sources tell CBS News another target of the Iranian plot was former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Bill Evanina ran counterintelligence operations during the Trump administration.
4: They will wait... One year, five years, or 20 years to enact the revenge.
5: With the U.S. now resuming talks to revive the 2015 nuclear deal with Iran, Bolton has a warning.
4: The fact that the government of Iran is trying to kill Americans on American soil should be the end of any further discussion with Iran on the nuclear program.
5: Multiple sources tell CBS News this was a serious plot. The Iranian defendant was not a rogue operator, and the threat extends to other former government officials. Bolton now has the same level of Secret Service protection that he had while working at the White House. Iran denies any involvement. Margaret. Catherine, an extraordinary detail here, and and the White House
2: says it will continue its talks with Iran, but it will face severe consequences if any Americans are attacked. And we learned today that the price, the pace of inflation eased last month. The cost of things like gas, airline tickets and clothes are down, giving Americans slight breather. Wall Street celebrated the news with the Dow, Nasdaq and S&P all trading up on the day. Here's CBS's Carter Evans.
3: If inflation is easing, Americans are not feeling it yet. Do you spend more every week for food? Probably like $150 more a week. The latest numbers show high prices may have peaked. What should consumers take away from this inflation reading today? This is really good news. It's Quite likely that the worst of the
4: inflation uh, is behind us. Consumers are going to have a bit more purchasing power going forward.
3: But economist Leo Feller says perception is still leaving many pessimistic. People
7: aren't
4: that uncomfortable about their financial futures. But when you ask them, is this a good time to
3: buy a car? Or is this a good time to buy a house? Or is this a good time to buy a refrigerator? Right, their answer is no. The drop from 9.1% to 8.5% is welcome news, but inflation rates remain at levels not seen in the past 40 years. Still, the president today took a victory lap.
0: You know, we're seeing some signs inflation may be
3: getting to moderate. You may pay less for a vacation now, and there are discounts at department stores, but basics still cost a lot more. The price of eggs rose 4% last month, but up nearly 40% for the year. Airfares fell nearly 10% in July, but are nearly 30% higher than last summer, a similar trend for gas prices. And groceries, up slightly last month, but year over year, the largest increase since 1979 leaving some shoppers searching for savings. Did you use the comparison shop like no, that? No, no. And so we're, we're retired and we have enough time to do it. Now, falling gas prices are really the main reason for the drop in inflation. Eventually that will trickle down to the rest of the economy. In the meantime, keep comparison shopping for groceries because that puts pressure on manufacturers to stop raising prices. Margaret.
2: And Carter, Federal Reserve's goal is inflation of just two percent. Long way off. Tonight, there is a growing political battle between Texas and New York as Governor Greg Abbott continues to send thousands of migrants from the border to Manhattan and Washington, D.C. It's part of the Republican governor's effort to criticize the Biden administration's immigration policy. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen.
8: As nearly 100 migrants arrived in New York City from Texas this morning, they stepped off buses and into a political firestorm. Johnny, a 38-year-old migrant from Venezuela, says he was tired and stressed during his trip but came to the U.S. to provide a better future for his children. He's one of more than 6,500 asylum seekers already processed and released by DHS, sent by Texas Governor Greg Abbott to Washington, D.C., and now New York. The mayors of those cities calling the move inhumane as they both ask the federal government for help.
4: There's nothing successful about treating people with this lack of dignity.
1: We have a growing humanitarian crisis that we expect, that the federal government expects, is going to only worsen.
8: More than 165 buses have left Texas since April, leading to scenes like this at Washington Union Station. Abbott says he's sending migrants away in part to protest President Biden's immigration policies.
4: When we're full in the state of Texas. Our communities are overrun.
8: Critics call it a political stunt with families caught in the middle. Joanna left yeah, Venezuela yeah. with her children yeah. in are seeking asylum. Yeah. She says, everything we endured during the journey, the sadness, the pain, the fear, and being here right now, I feel the sacrifice was worth it. But one lawyer helping migrants says not everyone wanted to end up in New York. Still, with more buses likely coming, the city has opened 11 additional shelters to help house them. Margaret.
2: Nancy, thank you. Now to the war in Ukraine, where Ukrainian troops are set to launch a new counteroffensive in the south against invading Russian forces. This comes after a major attack on a base in a Russian-controlled Crimea. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett.
7: Ukrainian officials have not claimed responsibility for the deadly blast at a Russian airbase in Crimea. But Russia's retaliation here has been swift and brutal. On the edge of Ukrainian-held territory, we spoke with Commander Roman Kulik. So there, you have seen a marked difference since the attack in Crimea? Uh, yes. The difference is the increased shelling, he said, and that the Russians seem to want to show they have an advantage in long-range artillery weapons. This virtually deserted village has become a no-man's land. And the situation here is only going to intensify as Ukrainian forces prepare to mount a major counteroffensive from this territory in the coming weeks. That counterattack, according to Ukrainian military officials, is to recapture Russian-held Kherson, putting residents like 76-year-old Anna Shepel right on the firing line. Can you describe what, the, what it's been like here for the past few weeks?
9: We have lots of
7: shelling, she said. They fixed my windows three times already, but they keep blowing out because of the explosions. In the darkness, she showed us the destruction of the house she still calls home, but she's determined to stay, even as Russian forces try to flatten these regions for the showdown to come. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, near Mykolaiv, Ukraine.
2: Tonight, many kids across the country are getting ready to go back to school. But will there be enough teachers? That story when we return in just 60 seconds. As students head back to school, the U.S. is coping with a nationwide shortage of teachers numbering in the hundreds of thousands. We get more now from CBS's Elise Preston.
9: In Oakland, California, kindergarten teacher Natalie Tran is excited to be back in the classroom with her 25 four-year-olds. But she's not surprised that many other teachers across the country did not return.
6: We need higher pay. Uh, We need... More respect for the teaching profession because it's extremely difficult.
9: Nationally, there are more than 280,000 fewer public school teachers than before the pandemic. Florida is scrambling to fill 8,000 openings. In Illinois, 88% of school districts surveyed are battling a shortage. And Arizona is approaching the new school year with more than 2,200 teacher vacancies. In Charlotte, HR manager Laura Francisco is busy trying to hire 373 teachers before school starts at the end of the month. It's a huge responsibility. So the district is offering extra cash to teachers. Particularly in our EC, our our special needs area and secondary math and science. And that's a a sign on incentive as well as additional monthly pay for as long as they remain in that position. Dallas is offering as much as $3,500 to recruit and retain teachers. In California, a school district is providing below market rate apartments to teachers. Still, three out of four educators surveyed would not recommend the job to others, according to the nation's second largest education union.
5: Yeah, teachers are burnt out, but at the same time, they wanna make a difference in the lives of
9: kids. Another growing concern, who will drive these kids to school? Bus drivers are also in demand. 86% of schools surveyed last month told Education Week there aren't enough drivers to meet their needs. Margaret?
2: Thank you. Up next, severe storms, Flood roads and cause flight delays, but there is some relief in sight for millions. And the investigation after a deadly explosion rocks a neighborhood. Severe thunderstorms caused hundreds of flights to be canceled or delayed today from Texas to the Northeast. Up to three inches of rain unleashed flash floods across D.C. and the surrounding areas. Cars also got stuck on flooded roads in Chattanooga, Tennessee. As the storms push through tonight, temperatures across the region will continue to drop, providing some relief for millions. More than 30 police officers will be stationed at schools across the Uvalde School District in Texas when they reopen in a few weeks. Going back to school will be especially challenging. 19 students and two teachers were gunned down at Robb Elementary in Uvalde just days before schools closed back in May. That school will not reopen. Students will attend classes at different campuses. At the White House today, President Biden signed new veterans' health care legislation. It expands benefits for troops who serve near toxic burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. And this is personal for the president. He believes his son Bo died because of exposure to those burn pits. Activist and comedian John Stewart was at the ceremony and was instrumental in getting that legislation approved. Still ahead, flames destroy a recycling facility. We will tell you why people in that area were warned to shelter in place. The bond we share with our pets is unlike any other relationship. One photographer has made it her mission to capture that unconditional love. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian.
8: Hi puppy, that's a good
6: boy. These are the photos of her boxer, Boone, Kim Kempton will treasure forever.
2: That's wonderful right there.
6: Boone is terminally ill. He's my child, he's my baby. Photographer Lauren Smith Kennedy is taking the pictures free, as she has for other pet owners grappling with the heartbreak of a relationship coming to a close.
2: You want to capture those last moments, whether they're happy, whether they're sad, just for what they are, because that captures the true love.
6: These were her first photos of four-year-old Lacey, who had cancer, after posting them online, an unexpected response.
2: Families from California, from out of the state, from Canada, you know, all asking if They could travel to me or if I would fly to them to be able to do this. So the outreach was absolutely incredible. In a matter of weeks? In a matter of days.
6: Kennedy created this website with names of photographers willing to do the same. The Tilly Project is named for the cat Kennedy loved and then lost.
2: I know that grief, that heartbreaking, life-stopping, just earth-shattering grief.
6: For the animals we love, the gift of celebrating an unbreakable bond.
2: You can look back and say, I was feeling absolutely heartbreaking, but man, was that a capture of my love. Janet in CBS News, Portland, Maine. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan in the nation's capital. Good night.
1: Why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
0: The
3: Hargan women seem to have it all.
9: From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom